Hello, and welcome to Secondhand Obsessions. A podcast where each episode, one of us brings a topic that they have been obsessing over. And we see if we can make the other hosts obsess over it too. I'm Julia Cog Destroyer Fisher. I'm Genevieve Super Cute Butt Jagger. And I'm Ryan, is that a door handle, Morgan? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, uh, if that concise articulated uh, introduction wasn't clear enough for you, what's going to happen is every episode, one of us has picked a subject that we are obsessed with. Something really cool, could be anything, anything you can just do a bit of a presentation on. We'll make that presentation and kind of get into it, learn some things, have some things to find out. See if we can make other people obsessed. Yeah, hopefully you will become obsessed with this podcast and become our number one fan. Yeah. One of you has to be. (laughs) Yes, one of you is our number one fan. Take a moment, take a breath, try and work out if that Mm -hmm. is you, if it is... Um, yeah. You're required to make 90% of our fan art. Yeah. So. If, if you can hack into the podcast feed and look at all the downloads, <clears throat> that was maybe you hacking that noise. That's <laughs> please please draw me with a nice, tight ass. Yeah. If you're walking down the street with some headphones on, just take them off and, and scream. Secondhand obsessions. Yeah, see if um, anyone else obsessor. if anyone else notices, then you're not the number one fan because they, they've been waiting for someone to say But that. then you also have to make out. Yeah. You are, we don't write the rules. Yeah. So uh, if there's two people making out in the middle of <laughs> New York City right now, yeah, we're most of our we're very popular in New York. <laughs> uh, also for the fan art, I do look exactly like Sophie Anderson, the cult destroyer, hence the nickname. Yeah. Just, so like, look up a photo. You don't need to look up photos of me, just yeah. her. And I look exactly like a door handle. Yeah, the, the nicknames are very appropriate. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um. Th- so you know the bit of your brain mm. when you're having a conversation talking to your friends, and it's just like facts, facts, facts all up in your head, and you have to hold it back. Well, this is a space where you don't have to hold it back. I mean, you do. You're listening. You shouldn't be. This isn't isn't a conversation. (laughs) You can maybe send us a... We're on Twitter. If you go to 2HOPod, you could maybe tweet us it there, but we can't. We cannot hear what you're saying just now. Yeah, please yeah. stop talking to yourself in the middle of lower Manhattan. If you're with your friends, you can talk to them, but... Yeah. We're not your friends. Yeah, and this this is a parasocial relationship. So although I may come across extremely endearing and like you can really imagine my tight ass, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually I actually don't know you. It would probably spit on you if yeah. I met. Yeah, I actually if, don't have a tight ass. Yeah, if you know me in person, you don't. Actually, now you're listening to this podcast, we're no longer friends. Julia's actually an unknowable entity. Yeah. This is the closest you'll ever come to her. As soon as we pressed record, we actually stopped being friends. (laughs) uh, We can't look directly at Julia. Our our eyes will burn. Yeah. I I am too beautiful. (laughs) So yeah, another podcast for the world because... Not enough. Not true. (laughs) Nowhere near enough. It's a dying art. Yeah, we thought we'd we'd revitalise that cottage. You know the bit of my tummy that is designated for dinner? Full. The yeah. bit of my tummy designated for podcasts. You really should stop eating iPods. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get to know something about Ryan's little noggin. Because yeah, Ryan is going to tell us something that he's been obsessed with that he doesn't think that we're obsessed with yet. Yes. What well, he is. But first. But, for, but first, Ryan's going to ask a few questions to see if you can guess. I'm going to be like a little fish in the water. You're going to. The bait, mm. and see if you can catch me. What's with the shrimp? A little bit of shrimp, eat Papa. Us, eat us Papa. for dinner, Papa. Okay. Uh, eat us is... with your knowledge. I'm so ready to be eaten by knowledge. Oh, I thought you were going to say knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Not knuckles, knuckles! Okay, so, here we go with the questions. Are we ready to get into today's subject? Yeah, Maybe. I feel like if we had a theme tune, this is where it would go. Skip that, 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 boom. Skip that, do that, that, boom, boom. Carol Vorderman is coming for you. I'm ready. <laughs> She's what? Okay. Here we go. So I've got three questions, and all three of them are going to lead you closer and closer to the truth of what today's topic is going to be. Oh my god. Here's the first one. Question number one. Who are some famous Harrys, and why are they famous? Potter, boy wizard. Yes, Harry Potter, boy wizard. Harry Potter, boy wizard. Yeah, that last heard. Oh. What? what? No. Harry Potter died. <laughs> I'm fully surprised. <laughs> you know the bit where I said the podcast was facts, facts. <laughs> We're falling at the first time. Oh. It's maybe like facts, facts, well, it's facts. <laughs> Harry Potter's not dead, to my knowledge. Uh, he's dead to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you did, Potter. <laughs> Slytherin for life. Uh, uh, it's not Harry Potter. Uh, oh, Prince 
Harry. Prince Harry. What's he famous for? What's he famous for? Yes. Fucking fascism, I guess. Marrying Meghan Markle. Being in the army. Being Being ginger. ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's not. It's not. Um... Harry Houdini. Oh. Oh, what was Harry Houdini stomach. He was like a different kind of wizard. He was punched in the stomach. He died. Yeah. From getting punched. He's Being friends boy. with Arthur Conan Doyle. No. I really hope it's not Harry Houdini because I know a lot about Harry Houdini. Okay. Uh, was he well, a little wizard? Harry Houdini. Oh. Uh, what is Harry Houdini famous for? Magic. magic. A bit more specific. Like Close up magic. Getting we've all got... in a tizzy and then untizzy. Untizzy. Okay, so we've got a few things there for Harry Houdini. Okay, yes. so keep that Being in your brain. Hungarian. Uh, okay, so keep those things in your mind. Okay, so that's those are the first things that you want to hold oh. on to. This is the second one, okay? The second question. Who said this? I've got enough money. I don't need this insanity. The members of other gangs are idiots. You can't do business with crazy people. I've been shot at, almost poisoned with prussic acid, and there is an offer of $50,000 to any gunman who can kill me. Jeff oh my Bezos. god. It's not Jeff Bezos. Is it, I knew you were going to say Is it... Sorry. I got way too excited. Is it Rara Rasputin? <laughs> I don't know who that is. The lover of the Rasputin. Russian queen. Do you not know who Rasputin Rara is? Rara Rasputin. Rara Rasputin oh, was... We can, we can save this for another Rasputin. joint episode. No, Rasputin was the biggest boy. It's not the biggest boy, no. The okay, largest got, man in history. I've got some more things about this person, okay? So, this person thought of milk, okay? And it fit their criteria for a legitimate business that could make a lot of money. Thought of milk? Milk, okay? I don't think... So, wait, wait, wait. She's a very good drag queen. Although this person's mother doesn't seem to confirm the story, some reports say that this person got into the milk business after one of their relatives got sick from drinking milk that had expired. Is the doctor his mother? Oh my god, you told me this! <laughs> I did. Oh my god, the guy, wait, the guy who invented, oh, he was like, he was like a gangster. Okay. Al Capone. It is Al Capone. Yeah. Al Capone, fa- famous, obviously, for the, um, the recession. No, uh, <laughs> he made the recession. No, the, what's it called? The, the credit crunch. Ryan, this is your presentation. The, the, the drought, what's it called? The, the alcohol prohibition. Oh, prohibition. Right? So he made a lot of money then, but okay. because he was making so much money, one of his family members got sick, according to the legend, and he decided, I've had enough people getting sick. This is a good way to corner the market. So he patented uh, milk expiry dates on milk. Oh. And that's, so we've got Al Capone. Is the answer to this. We've got the untizzy god. We've got the untizzy god. And we've got our point. And this is the third one. Okay? I'm so confused. Okay? This might tie it all together. Finally, what do these three things have in common? Blackpool, Fast and the Furious, and Guns N' Roses. What the fuck? (laughs) What's Blackpool famous for? Rock. Uh, uh, Rock! Goddamn rock! Rock and roll. So... Guns N' Roses are a rock, rock and roll. Blackpool is Blackpool rock. rock and Fast and Furious car stars. The Rock, the Rock, Dwayne the Rock, the Johnson. Rock Johnson. So we have Harry Houdini, escape artist, Al Capone, criminal, and The Rock. Can you guess what the subject is? Escape from Alcatraz. It is the escape. Oh my from god! It, of course, it's a fucking escape from Alcatraz. Um, oh my god. Today we're talking about the escape from the rock, or as it's better known, Alcatraz. Yes, it was one of the most ingenious prison breaks of all time. If it worked. <gasps> Ellipsis. Oh my god. I feel like I just <laughs> walked off a knowledge cliff. Like we were like, we were just like we were ambling diving into along. that San Francisco bay. <laughs> ambling along, we were approaching knowledge, the, like the beautiful knowledge view, and then suddenly, oh my god, my, something's crumbling under my feet, and now I'm, I'm here in the knowledge void with you. Mm. It's real warm. Well, get ready to swim and float. It is the Escape from Alcatraz episode. It is. We've all been waiting for it. (laughs) Okay, um, there's a bit of background around the escape. Okay, so, in 1962, inmates and bank robbers, Frank Morris and John and Clarence Anglin, Vanished from Alcatraz, the federal island penitentiary off the coast of San, San Francisco, Francisco, Francisco. America. At the time, Alcatraz was in its heyday. Hmm. What do you What do you two know about Alcatraz? 
that I went there in 2008 for oh. perjury. <laughs> I stole the, all the rocks. Uh, uh, on a little island, yeah. surrounded by water. The water is hard to swim in, Okay. Used famously. Used to be real mean there. They didn't have... They, they didn't have cold water showers because they didn't want people to get used to the water if they were going to swim. And it's now a tourist destination. Mm. And you can go... Look at me when I was in jail at age 12. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me out. <laughs> um, um, and mm-hmm. them guys... They, they, they were, just they dammed up and went. Yeah, they, they just they, they left. They dammed up the whole San Francisco Bay and walked. Yeah. I feel like this is so unrelated, but we keep saying San Francisco Bay, and it's bringing me to that song that's like, Don't marry her, fuck me. Do you know that song? That sounds like Let's a Let's go song. out on San Francisco Bay. That, they wrote that song in Alcatraz. They did write music in Alcatraz, didn't they? And then that one guy was like, you... Did Jack White write a song that they wrote in Alcatraz? Jack White was never an inmate. No, 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 no. Jack, Listen, if you're listening, Jen, uh, if anyone's going to do information about Jack White, it's not me around. No, but they, they, I feel like there were some jams that came out of Alcatraz. Am I making that yeah, up? There was musicians there. I'm sure. I mean, there was many we'll things We'll talk there. about a bit of music later. <gasps> yeah, they made jams, right? They didn't make jam. It was Camp Rock. <laughs> that where Camp Rock was Demi set? Lovato is still in Alcatraz. <laughs> okay. Um, low, so you're both right, yes, of course, all those things you said. Located on a lonely island in the middle of San Francisco Bay, Alcatraz had held captives since the Civil War. It's a lot older than I thought. It was built in 1859, um, but it was in 1934, the high point of the major war on crime, that Alcatraz was re-fortified into the world's most secure prison. Ooh, not very secure. Its eventual inmates included dangerous public enemies like... Al Rickman. Al Rick- Capone. <laughs> <laughs> Al Capone. Al Capone. Al, Al Capone cheese. <laughs> criminals who had history of escapes, who were the most notable. You shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to do my presentation. It must have been real hard for Al Capone at the inmates. <laughs> having that sweet cheesy name. Yeah, they, kept trying to, they kept trying to make him hide small horses. Matt <laughs> <laughs> <Max> Capone. <laughs> Uh, So it helped people like Al Capone, criminals with history of escape, and occasional odd characters like the infamous Birdman of Alcatraz. They shouldn't have arrested a bird. They did. His (laughs) his name was Robert Stroud. Um, He was a murderer, and he... A murderer. So when he began uh, serving term... Time. Time. When he began serving a 17-year term at Alcatraz, he became inmate number... Who, Birdman? Yes. Number 594. Um, and he had an IQ of 112. How do they know that? Is that a lot? Because he's done lots of tests. Yeah, apparently it's Wait, what is, what is IQ? IQ is like average intelligence. Like, no, but like how do they... It's called it's intelligence like quotient. 112 so good smarts? Good smarts? 100, 100 is the average. Like the Ooh, average so intelligence. Like, so he's above average, but... Wow. Is that above above average, but mm, is that like a lot above average? So is that like... Kind of, kind of smart, or like sexy smart, or like... It's like kind of smart. I mean, how hot smart. is this man? Is this man fuckable? Uh, no. Like, did you He's just, quite scary. Did looking. you just tell me this man was of average intelligence? Or like, wow, this man's pretty fucking smart. Birdman, Birdman He's smart, smarter than average, but yeah. that is how, how far smarter he was. He was also defined as a psychopath as he got that IQ. Oh my god, I love a bad boy. <laughs> so when he, he got the name... Ryan, watch out. When he got the name Birdman of Alcatraz, because during his time at Leavenworth Penitentiary... He reared and sold birds. And he... Wait, at Alcatraz he reared? No, no, no. no another, another penitentiary. Before he went there, he reared and sold birds and became a respected ornithologist. And he wrote a book where he wrote about over 300 types of canaries. He oh became a, pub- a published author about these birdies. Um, but when he went to Alcatraz, they took him off him because they didn't like... Did he take fact. Did he take the birds with him? He like, tried to. He had birds in the other place. Like in yeah, his jacket? But like, yeah, where are you going to hide birds? His big-ass trench coat. Surely they don't give them pockets when they're in... <laughs> Caca. Oh. And they took him off him and he was very sad about it. And he's in the movie and he has birds in his... It's there's a movie? There's a movie. Of, like a like a real movie? that. It's called Escape from Alcatraz. Movies are all true, right? Yeah, 100%. That's why my favourite film is Inception. <laughs> I oh really God. love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm still bitter by the fact that you didn't let me call this, film, this podcast Inception the podcast. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's 
And so no, Nolan. listen, I've pissed off Christopher Nolan once in my life, and I, I just think he'll come get me if I do yeah, it again. He's gonna do some creepy brain shit to my mind. Yeah, like, get in there and make me think I like Pulp Funkos. Yeah. He's gonna be like, walk on the ceiling, and then there's gonna be a spoon, and I'm not gonna know if the spoon's real. No, he's gonna go so deep into your brain that he's gonna, like... Insert a little yeah. idea. That he's you... gonna make you go like, oh, actually, the Batman film, the Batman films were good. Yeah, he's gonna make you a Dark Knight he's Rises. Gonna, he's person. gonna be like, oh, actually, I think the Joker had a point. He was kind of <laughs> twisted and evil, but he was right. Do, he's gonna make you. Is Christopher Nolan gonna make you an incel? Yeah, Christopher Nolan's gonna make me the Joker. <laughs> if you can't imagine Juliet, just imagine an incel. Yeah. And like you're, you're just there. But you an incel, arrived. an incel that also looks like one of the Cox Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> We, what the fuck? We're multifaceted. Yeah. Get off our backs and draw yeah. that fan art, please. Everyone wants to fuck me, but nobody will. <laughs> okay, so in the 30s, Alcatraz was already a forbidden and forbidden place, surrounded by the cold, rough waters of the Pacific. The redesign included tougher, included tougher iron bars, a series of strategically positioned guard towers, and strict rules. It was such a shame before when they had those real soft iron yeah. bars. You could just kind of push out of the way. The <laughs> and all the guard towers that faced away from the cells. <laughs> and no rules, um, including a dozen checks. A day of the prisoners. Escape seemed near impossible. It seems easy to jump into the infamous escape that eventually led to the prison shutting down in 1963. Because all the prisoners just left. They all left. They all followed them. They all Birdman snuck yeah. in enough birds. Like <laughs> and they all, high enough to them that they fly around. Yeah, they all like rode on a bird. It was like really cool. Like the government like doesn't want you to know race. about that yeah. because then they'll know like government at the moment is trying to say that the birds work for the bourgeoisie. The birds don't. The birds, birds are fucking Birds are proletariat as yeah. fuck. Bo- birds are like so right, girl, yeah. it's unreal. Yeah. And like that bit in Alcatraz where everyone flew away on a bird, sick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, God, my lust for bird man is <laughs> truly uncontrolled. It actually, uh, makes Alcatraz the, the sequel to Up. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, the 62 attempt wasn't the first escape attempt. In fact, there were over 13 noteworthy attempts before the 1962 attempt by our three antagonists, is what we're going to call them. What if I like them? Well, what if actually they're the protagonists? Three. Maybe they had a point. As the Joker, I think they're right. Three unreliable narrators. <laughs> <laughs> um, these escape attempts from Alcatraz, like the 13, were made by 36 prisoners while it served as a federal penitentiary. Two men tried twice, 23 were caught, six were shot and killed, two gave up, and five are listed as missing and presumed drowned. None of these people would have ever become Pokemon trainers. No. You've got to have dedication. You've got to be the very best. And that's the spectrum on which I judge lust, which is why I have so much respect for Birdman. Al Capone actually did have a real growly. Please either pronounce it right or don't pronounce it. I'm so sorry. Al Capone did have a real growly, and it did burn down the mayor of Chicago's house once. Yes. I'm a professional historian. <laughs> this is a, a whole book I wrote about that exact incident. Yeah, one time he got a fire, a fire stone and he made it into an arcanine. <laughs> and I cried. <laughs> I'm very emotional about that arcanine because then it died. <laughs> it is such a powerful Pokemon. Oh. And fire stones are very hard to oh, get. Derailing, get, so yeah. derailing. Because <laughs> you need to decide whether you want to have a, a Ponyta or a, an arcanine. And you might not have gotten the other one because there's only one in red and one in blue. Well, there's multiple, but you can't get them Julia. Julia. You were the one that started the Pokemon discussion. This is what you get. <laughs> Faced with high maintenance costs and a poor reputation, Alcatraz closed on March 21st, 1963. Most notable of the escape attempts were the violent attempt of May 1946 called the Battle of Alcatraz and the arguably successful June 1962 attempt by Frank Morris... John Anglin and Clarence Anglin, who were brothers. <gasps> who the thought? They were brothers. Wait, Which... is that the escape from Alcatraz? Yes. So... Frank Morris and John and Clarence Anglin are. Um, yes, that's that's the that's the. Top Let's dog. call them the gang. Let's call them the gang. Bird gang. Was Birdman there? No, he wasn't part of it. Why are you talking about Birdman? Well, because he's just an infamous person. Oh. oh they left Birdman behind. Yeah, yeah, he was in a cell I in the same Bird- cell block. Because especially Morris, if you're if you're facing against like a fighting type, maybe <laughs> I'd say like a jailer is a fighting type. A bird, bird, fighting type Pokemon would be really useful. So we got we got the gang. We yeah, the we gang. got the gang. So <laughs> just completely sailing past anything I say. <laughs> Probably the best strategy. <laughs> One time, sorry, this is such a tangent, but one time I went with Ryan and Julia to see um, P. 
Pikachu, well, Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu, and I sat beside Julia and every single, every single time a new Pokemon came on screen. Which was quite a lot. Which was quite, <laughs> quite let me tell you, it was quite a lot if of fucking Pokemon. If you've not seen that, there's quite Julia, a Julia, like, named them. So you just sat beside her and she was like, Growlithe, Kyrados. So if she t- starts talking about Pokemon, unless it's Pokemon Week, oh, we whack in that bowl. <laughs> So Alcatraz worked as well as it could have, and from the outset looked like the peak of security. It seemed impossible to escape by swimming, as we know. Um, obviously, the seasonal water temperature in the, in the bay is about 53 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 12 degrees Celsius in December. And the current can exceed six knots. I couldn't be bothered working out what six knots was, but fast. I'm sure it's pretty fast, yeah. Citing these facts, as well as organ- occasional visits from great white sharks and razor shark rocks, prison officers had discouraged most escape attempts. The prison guards discouraged escaping. <laughs> yeah, which is a bit strange. If I got a job as a prison guard, the first thing I would say on my first night is, guys, try. <laughs> or rather, somebody's like climbing over the wall and they're like, I wouldn't if I was you. <laughs> every, every prison guard. Honestly? You know what temperature that water gets in December? Yeah, I've heard the sharks were in town. <laughs> no, if I was a prison guard, I'd be like, fuck around and find out. Alcatraz, fuck and around and find that's, out. that's the difference between the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's encouraging, I'm discouraging your true chaos. Yeah, threatening, if yes. you will. Well, okay, so one of the most violent escape attempts in Alcatraz was in 46. That was the battle that I spoke about. Um, it ended up... So, all told, five died, three escapees, and two guards from the Battle of Alcatraz. The sirens that they put on Alcatraz when these people started the riot, they basically took over a cell block, and then the sirens could be heard on the bay. So people just walked up to the edge and just watched Alcatraz, like, burn, and were like, oh, this is entertainment. One of the people that that tried to escape in the the battle was called Clarence Carnes. It's different from Clarence Anglin. He's another boy. They've got different second names. They tend to be different people. Well, you would think. uh, He was the youngest inmate in the history of Alcatraz. He was in prison for killing a garage attendant during an attempted robbery when he was... Three months old. When he was 16, right? (laughs) It was determined Carnes tried to stop the other conspirators from murdering the guards. Do you know what he got for, for making sure that these other people didn't to make sure the other guards didn't die. Stitches, because he's he, a snitch. He was given 99 more years instead of death. Oh, so they were like, thanks for not killing our guards, but you're still going to die here. Well, he fucked around and he found out. Yeah. Well, there. So... Was the governor Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because this was in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big 99. Get back in the cells. Um, so there were two more noteworthy attempts, one ten years after the battle when Floyd Wilson disappeared from his shift and gave himself up after hiding for 12 hours amongst the rocks and decided, nah. <laughs> and then uh, the other one was two years after that, and that was Aaron Burgett and Clyde Johnson were working on the garbage Wait, detail. Aaron Burr? Aaron Burgett. Oh. Um, Aaron Burr is in Hamilton. <laughs> It is, it's Aaron Burr. The guy who shot Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) And me? Then got sent to Alcatraz for 200 years. Um, Me, I fought for him. Me, I I went to Alcatraz for him. (laughs) So, him and Clyde Johnson were working on the garbage detail when they overpowered a guard. Both jumped into the water trying to swim off the island. A police launch intercepted Johnson, but Burgett disappeared. (gasps) He perished in the attempt and his body was found floating in the bay near Alcatraz two weeks later. They launched police at them? (laughs) (laughs) Go, PC! I couldn't think of a name. PC is what every police is called. Yeah, they just refer to each other as PC because they can't remember each other's names. It's like that first day at work where everyone introduces you, and then you're like, I did not remember his name, I just Uh, got to keep going. Hello, Hello, officer! It became such a thing that instead of PC, it was Puck. Why is Puck a name? Puck is a name. People call their children Puck. Truly? Truly. Like in Midsummer Night's Dream? Like Puck. Or like that brick. Little, little goblin boy? Yeah, Puck. Mm, I think if I have a baby, I might have to call it Puck. Uh, so now we get to the infamous escape, the one that we're all here for. <gasps> Finally. I came all this way. <laughs> uh, the Clint Eastwood movie one. Uh, let me introduce the characters Frank Morris, born 1926, 34 at the time of the escape. Frank had a hard childhood. Born into poverty and going the way was easiest to get money at the time, he turned to crime. Oh no! The associate warden's record card at Alcatraz Prison lists his crimes involved as juvenile delinquency two, 
Runaways 2, Breaking In and Earn 1, Burglary 1, Narcotics and Earned Robbery 1, Unlawful Fight and Bank Robbery 1. Morris reportedly ranked in the top 2% of the general population and intelligence... And crime. As measured by IQ testing, displaying an IQ of... You're going to cream. 133. Oh. Fuck. I was confusing him with Birdman. Yep. See? He, comparatively, was bird-brained. <laughs> oh he was. So he served time in Florida and Georgia, then escaped from Louisiana State Penitentiary while serving 10 years for bank robbery. Wait, he was in Georgia and somehow escaped from Louisiana? That's, yeah. a, that's an escape artist. He's, he's, he's good. He's good at how he was recaptured a year later while committing a burglary and sent to Alcatraz on January 20th, 1960 as inmate number AZ1441. Oh my god. That's Frank Morris, okay? 40321. <laughs> my name is 1441. My name is Frank. These <laughs> are the jams. These are the Alcatraz jams. They wrote Les Mis. They wrote Les Mis? Yeah. Why yeah. wow, so smart? But then they were like, actually, French people are cooler. Let's just. Wait, Alcatraz. Hmm? Nothing. <laughs> Next. They, wait, did they write Alka Jazz? Oh. Next, our George. That was take five, everybody. Oh, she <laughs> knows jazz. Oh, number five. <laughs> She's going to tell you that she knows jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Just you try and approach me, I'll reject the shit out of you. Oh. I'll reject you so hard, your shit will come out. <laughs> and that's okay, because that happens to everyone. I'm time. sorry, I can't date you all. Oh, oh God, no. not again. <laughs> Um, next are John and Clarence Anglin. John, born in 1930, and Clarence, born in 1931. We're brothers, again, from Georgia, growing up in a farming background. And then, so this is the way I read it online. Growing up in a farming background, throughout their lives, the brothers were farmers. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like they're trying to tell us something here. So they were they farmers. Have they ever been to a farm? I think so. Are they country boys? They are. Thank God. It's not actually John Anglin, it's John Denver. Yeah, John Denver escape from Just so you know, this podcast is going to be full of John Denver references. Yeah, this is a John Denver fan cast. Ella, his song, Thank God I'm a Country Boy. <laughs> yeah. I, which, I also... In which the lyrics go like this. While life on the farm is kind of laid back, not much an old country boy like me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack. Thank, Thank God, God I'm, I'm a country, country boy. boy. Uh, we should have addressed that. Uh, Clarence was first caught breaking into a service station when he was just 14 years old. They began robbing banks together and other establishments in the early 1950s, usually targets that were closed to ensure no one got injured, so they were pretty considerate Nice and polite boys. Yeah. Yeah, good crime. Both received 20 to 25 years for holding up a bank with a toy gun and served at the Atlanta Penitentiary. After repeated failed attempts to escape, the brothers were transferred to Alcatraz. John arrived on October 24th, 1960 as inmate AZ1476. Four oh three two one. <laughs> and Clarence on January tenth, nineteen sixty one, as inmate AZ one four eight five. Four oh three two. I have never seen my <laughs> Four three two one go. <laughs> um. Okay, so we begin near the end. Oh. On June twelfth, nineteen sixty two, when the morning wake up routine didn't go as planned. The guards quickly realised that Morris and the Anglin brothers were not in their cells. Stinky, slinky boys. Rule 101 of escaping. (laughs) You don't be in your cell. That noble England stink was missing. (laughs) Uh, So now I want to ask you guys, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the facts. Mm -hmm. Each cell in B and C block was five feet by nine feet. Which, this doesn't help the people listening, but is about the size of the kitchen floor. I mean cabinet to cabinet. Okay. Not wall to wall. This is why I had the measuring tape out yesterday, because I was trying to see how big the cells were. And that's how big, right? Roughly ju- yeah. Roughly the size of a kitchen, guys. Just imagine a kitchen that that, that big. One, small- one gen by one Julia. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cells at Alcatraz had a small sink with cold running water, a small air grate underneath it, small sleeping cot, and the toilet. And a massive fridge. <laughs> <laughs> An American French freezer. And ten birds, as supplied by Birdman. <laughs> Birdman just keeps throwing. <laughs> Although he didn't smuggle in birds, he still smuggled in them eggs. Birds also can smuggle in themselves. That is true. Birds are oh qualified. Smugglers. Birds were actually the most avid prisoner now. <laughs> yeah. um, the walls were made from sandstone, in some places brick. In the cells, the sinks often leaked, and you could see corrosion on the walls under them, running past the grates onto the floors. So... 
with all of these facts, right, about where Alcatraz is and the water and, like, what you know about the cell and what's in it, how would you escape? I would just start crying. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Please wet me out. I would, I would get a little bit slutty for bird, man. Oh, and as I said, I would ride a bird to safety. You would do what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get that bird, ride. get that bird pregnant, then get some kind of like commiserations for paternity, and then you're like, I gotta raise this bird. This bird is just gonna go back into the prison system and let you, unless you let me raise it with a father. <laughs> do you want more criminals? Governor! Have we got any ideas about how you might escape? It, it, I just told you my idea about how you might escape. That is a foolproof plan. So when I'm che- flying away. So when checking cells that morning, they didn't go with the bird idea. Oh. Because Birdman Stated didn't they, get given maybe his they birds. Still be he can find if birds. If you don't listen to the facts, I'm giving <laughs> <laughs> If he is the bird man, as he claims, he can find a bird. He probably could. And then they're like, is that the bird man of Alcatraz? You don't want to whistle too hard, because then it'll be a wolf whistle. You do not want wolves in prison. <laughs> <laughs> they swim. Um, when checking cells that morning, in their beds were cleverly built dummy heads made of plaster, flesh-toned paint, and real human hair that apparently fooled the night guards gathered from the Anglin Brothers chefs at the prison barbers. What kind of human hair? Uh, pubes. pubes. <laughs> it was all pubes. Realistic, well-placed pubes all over the mannequin. <laughs> so they made the heads out of, like, um, soap and paper mache, oh. and then put them in the beds. It was quite cool. Um, the prison went into lockdown, and an intensive search began. What I love about that show, at this point, they phoned the FBI, and they said, hello. Phoebe. Is that the Federal Is Bureau that Phoebe? of... Phoebe. Eek? And they said yes, and they were like, can you help? And they were like, of course we can help. So they come in, and then they struggle to find clues, and they're like, I'm stumped. <laughs> and then the guy, so another thing is that Frank, John, and Clarence were all in cells right beside each other. Mm-hmm. Um, bad, bad point. Bad idea, Brothers right? shouldn't, be, shouldn't yeah. be acting with each other. Bad boys. And then in the cell next to them was a man called Alan West. And he sees the FBI kicking about, he's like, oh, I make a good behaviour for this. Hey guys, I was part of the escape attempt. And they're like, oh, do you want to tell us a little fact, a little facty foul? Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, yeah, okay. He never got anything in return, but he told them their whole plan. <laughs> right? Um, so this, this was their plan. So the group began laying plans the previous December when one of them came across some old saw blades. Like in any prison, you do labour work, and they work in the workshop. Uh, and so one of them found some old saw blades. They're like, I'll take these back, right? Using crude tools, including a homemade drill made from the motor of a broken vacuum cleaner, the plotters each loosened the air vents at the back of their cells by painstakingly drilling closely spaced holes around the cover so the entire section of the wall could be removed. So that's that little grate under the sink. Once through, they hid the holes with whatever they could. A suitcase. A piece of cardboard. Where were they getting a suitcase from? Yeah, no. I read that and was like, okay. Also, in the movie, they make paper mache little um, wall panels to cover up little vents. It's, it's quite cool, but because even the filmmakers were like, a suitcase is a, a bit suitcase too large. in this cell. <laughs> um, stealing a carborundum cord, which is just a form of silicon, from the prison workshop. The you pr- pronounce that so well. The prison was practiced. <laughs> removed the rivets. Carborundum cord. Carborundum. Uh, it's going to be a recurring feature. <laughs> There's a lot of carborundum cords. Uh, the prisoners... Yeah, you can't even... You have to... Carborundum cords! Carborundum! Uh, the prisoners removed Almost the rivets. Almost, like, blew their whole cover, like, trying to say it. <laughs> it's like, can you pass me that? Carborundum cord! Guys, guys, guess what? I just found the workshop. It's like, carborundum! Oh, fuck. Frank, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. Birdman, cool, cool. <laughs> carborundum! Um, so the prisoners uh, removed the rivets from the grill and substituted dummy rivets made from so frogs. <laughs> rivets. <laughs> um, the prisoners uh, chiseled away the moisture damping concrete. This is why I mentioned that the grates were right under the sink. And it's been sandstone. Building's very old. The corrosion. So they just were like. It just turned into sand. So they just chipped so away. So it wasn't the sandstone. No stone whatsoever. Just sand. Just sand. Maybe that's why they had their suitcase. They go for the beach. We're at the beach. <laughs> Using tools such as metal spoons and forks soldered with silver from a dime. I don't know where they're getting a dime either. And an electric, electric drill improvised from a stolen vacuum cleaner motor. That's ridiculous. I know. But that gives a bit. Because when you're like, oh, a broken vacuum, you're like, what do they do? Suck the wall off? <laughs> 
I mean, you know, when you've got, you've given a favor, one gives back. Really, if Birdman wasn't there, that's what I would do. Oh my god. Sometimes you just call a user while you wait. Mounding up that loose sand into any shape you can shove your mouth into. <laughs> um, the noise was disguised by accordions played during music hour. Oh my god, jazz! Yeah, jazz, which was about an hour. Jazz on an accordion is a bold move. <laughs> Um, and their progress was concealed by false walls, which in the dark recesses of the cells filled the guards. Interestingly, I can't find it anywhere, but I remember hearing or reading that they used to carry the dirt and stone that they chiseled away in their pockets and just um, took it out to recreation and just listen. dropped it uh, to dispose of it without being too suspicious. And I thought that was pretty cool. But before you go on, Ryan, oh. this is now time for a word from our sponsor. Just a word? This week's episode of Secondhand Obsessions is brought to you by our sponsor, Snap and Crackle, but not Pop, who <laughs> refuse to have any affiliation with the podcast due to the fact that we are polluting the minds of babies with flagrant Marxist propaganda. Fuck babies. And that is a direct quote. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> but... Snap and Crackle endorse this message. <laughs> But Snap and Crackle are are really on board. Just not pop. Yes. So I mean, I, I really hope that we're not causing tension in the band. <laughs> the band! Do they make jazz? Yeah, they're jazz bands. Snap, Crackle, and... But it's okay, pop's like the fucking... You know in, like, boy bands where there's, like, that one that's just extra? Niall Horan. Pop just extra. Pop, pop is the Niall Horan of the trio. Snap, everyone fancy Snap. I fancy Snap. Yeah, Crackle's the bad boy. <laughs> What uh, Snap and Crackle wanted to advertise to you today was was just this. Thank you, thank you, thank That's you for that word. Um, yeah, so um, so they've taken the great way, which is great. <laughs> Behind the cells was a common, unguarded utility corridor. They made their way down this uh, corridor. That well known. Yes, that well known unguarded Room. utility corridor. They made their way down the corridor and climbed the roof of their cell block inside the building where they set up a secret workshop. The photos of this workshop are the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Do they make toys? Um, for Santa. <laughs> for escapees. Uh, more than... So when they found this spot that they were using, it's like dark and the photos are really creepy because they, they've left like socks and they've mm. left like equipment and stuff. It's just... Ugh. You don't want to get your socks wet. No, you don't. To be honest, you have to take them off if, you it's hard enough to swim across that San Francisco <clears throat> Bay. You don't want to be doing that in wet socks. <laughs> More than 50 raincoats that they stole or gathered were turned into makeshift life preservers. So that means everyone in the prison was really damp as well because if it was raining, they didn't have their jackets. Yeah. <laughs> They also used the raincoats to build a 6 by 14 foot rubber raft, which is bigger than their cell. Oh. But this is a long disputed thing. No one knows if they made a raft or if they made um, that thing. If they made that thing. Redacted. That has that you blow up with air. Sorry, we can't say. Redacted. I know, I know. know. What's it called? Redacted. What will we say? Redacted. What's it called? Uh, a lamb la- 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 sack. sack like one of those and then in the movie they do that and they all three hold on to it and just paddle with their wee feet like ducks like ducks like criminal like... ducks wow. you know and you know how they knew about ducks Birdman Birdman sorry I took that from you, you really I stole didn't. your thunder I got too excited about Birdman Birdman <laughs> <laughs> I know I know I know <laughs> you can't have fucking one moment of tension in this podcast uh, also, Jen's, I am, Jen's next specialist subject is just going to be Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am sceptical about the idea that they could make that airtight. Well, do you want to know how they've done it? Y- yes. The seams carefully stitched together and vulcanised by hot steam pipes in the prison. The idea came from magazines that were found in prisoner cells. They also built what, wooden... What magazine? How to break out of prison <laughs> magazines? <laughs> they also built wooden paddles... And converted a musical instrument into a tool to inflate the raft. Oh my god, sweet tunes as they went. Well, I guess like an accordion you could pump. Here's some direct audio from them escaping Alcatraz. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
but very stressfully playing the accordion. At the same time, they were looking for a way out of the building. The ceiling was a good 30 foot high, but using a network of pipes... Wait, they'd done all of this work and didn't have a way out. Yeah, they made it up as they went along. Oh my god. The ceiling was a good 30 feet high, but using a network of pipes, they climbed up and eventually pried open the ventilator, and they kept it in place temporarily by fashioning a fake bowl out of soap. Oh my god, it's really good that they spent 10 years in improv class. Yeah, they, they can really <laughs> get things done. Doing, <laughs> doing the Edinburgh yeah, Fringe, yeah. much more valuable. Yeah, than absolute, absolute top of the class in CDT. Like, well, truly spoiler, but, but the three of them, they, they did escape. And they'd done a show at the Fringe called How We Escaped from Alcatraz. But it was How We Escaped from Alcatraz, the improv musical. (laughs) I I think I did see that one last year. (laughs) And their flyering tactic was just trying to propose to people. Yeah, and then occasionally they did mug people as well. (laughs) Or they were like on the acapella stage being like, Scootly-doodle-doo, come see the musical. We left that place. (laughs) Five stars of a stage. Uh, So with all of this planning in place, on the evening of June 11th, they were ready to go. The prison informant, though, did not have his ventilator grill completely removed. That's Alan West. And was left behind. They moved the schedule. Oh, he was meant to be with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, they moved the schedule, like, last minute. They were like, okay, we're going to go. And mm-hmm. Alan West was like, I've knocked my fucking vent off. And they were like, well, just get it off. The sad thing is, right, Alan West frantically chipped away mm-hmm. on the night, <clears throat> got out, mm-hmm. climbed up, went onto the roof, Went over, mm-hmm. climbed down, went to the meeting point on the shore, mm-hmm. and they weren't there. They didn't run into them. So he just went back. That's why you don't trust criminals. He just... <laughs> That's why. Last time I trusted a criminal, he broke my heart. So the three others got into the corridor, gathered their gear, climbed up and out through the ventilator, and got on at the prison roof. Then they shimmied down the bakery smokestack at shimmy, the rear shimmy, of shimmy. the cell house. They made that noise the whole time. <laughs> Climbed over the fence and snuck to the northeast shore of the island and launched the raft. Now, logically, the next best thing would be to either head for San Francisco itself or a little island off the coast of the rock called. Does anyone know? San Francisco 2. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> San Francisco Return of the Snakes. Angel Island. And this is one of the most, um, like, wealth thought of conspiracies that they went there, right? So what happened next remains a mystery. Did they make it across the bay, get to Angel Island and then cross Raccoon Strait into Marin <laughs> Country as planned? Wait, what? Or did the Say wind... Say that sentence again! Or did the wind get the better of them? Sorry, Raccoon? What happened next remains a mystery. <laughs> did they make it across the bay, get to Angel Island and then cross Raccoon Strait into Marin Country as planned? Or did the wind and waves get the better of Plenty of people have gone to great lengths to prove that the great men could have... The great men. The gang. Oh, wait. Plenty of people have gone to great lengths to prove that the men could have survived. I don't think you need to worry about these guys being... That is impressive, regardless of the morality. But they're not great. They didn't kill anyone while in prison. Or out of. I thought they were bank robbers. Yeah, they didn't kill anyone. Oh, they're, they're fine. Yeah. What crimes have they really committed? But the question remains... Did they escape? Bird-loving, anti-fascist icons. Now, the FBI, uh, at the time, their investigation concluded otherwise. There was four main points that they gave to conclude that they didn't make it. And these are them. They're going to be quite fire, okay? Number one, crossing the bay. Yes, youngsters have made the more than mile-long swim from Alcatraz to Angel Island. But with the strong currents and frigid bay water, the odds were clearly against the men. Tangent! There is now a triathlon in San Francisco. I believe it's called the Escape from Alcatraz. Triathlon, cycling, running, swimming. Very difficult to do in the sea. I, be- <laughs> I believe that they cycle and run in Alcatraz, uh, on San Francisco itself. And then they get to the shoreline and swim to Alcatraz. Even in these waters. But also, these men weren't athletes. So. They were also in a boat. <laughs> Which is a lot easier than swimming. It's true. Um, the second thing that, that they said in the investigation, three by F land, F by land even. The plan, according to our prison informant, was to steal clothes and a car once on land, but we never uncovered any thefts like this due to the high-profile nature of the case. Uh, despite the high-profile nature. Three family ties. If the escapees had help, we couldn't substantiate it. The families appeared unlikely to even have the financial means to provide any support. 
Because they spent it all on helping them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and missing in action. For the 17 years we worked on the case, no credible evidence emerged to suggest the men were still alive. Because they're professionals. Either in the US or overseas. Mm-hmm. The mystery continues. We officially closed our case on December 31st, we? 1970. Ryan's got a job at the FBI, did you not know? You got a job at Phoebe? Phoebe. Waller Bridge. No, not on the podcast. Not- <laughs> Wait, sorry. Let me just turn the podcast off a second. Ryan got a job at Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they officially closed it in 1979, which was 16, 17 years after the escape, and turned over responsibility to the US Marshal Service, which continues to investigate the unlikely event the trio was still alive. The official report of, on the escape concludes that the prisoners drowned in the cold waters of the bay while trying to reach the mainland, it being unlikely that they made the 1.25 miles to shore due to the strong ocean currents and the cold seawater temperature ranging between 10 and 13 degrees. That's just what the police want you to think. Yeah. That's the thing. This is a story of courage. Yeah, because also the police don't want you to think we're real dumb. The police. This is me being the police. Hello. Don't want to. Don't want to cast any aspersions about us. Three. <laughs> we are not real dumb. We. The, the police don't want to be like, oh, we're real dumb. We couldn't even find three people. Yeah. So, so they they're just like, gonna be like, oh no, they the got died. Well, they got ate by a shark. Wait till you hear this. The U.S. Marshal Service case remains open and active. Morris. I, I, this was 1962. They are definitely dead. Well, well, well. <laughs> Morris and the Anglin brothers remain on its wanted list. To this day. Circumstantial evidence uncovered in the early 2010s seems to, 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 seems to suggest that the men survived. And that contrary to the official FBI report, the escapees raft never been recovered and no cars were uh, no car thefts were reported. A raft was discovered on Angel Island with footprints leading away, and a car had been stolen on the night the three men escaped. So the FBI just lied. Yeah, but they do that. Who could yeah. have been Morris and Anglins? <laughs> could have been. I feel like we're really just not giving any like honour to the concept of legs. Could have walked. Could have damn walked away. You Ain't gotta be in no car. You oh, walk. Okay. You oh. duck. <laughs> I thought high. you meant from the island. No, 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 no. Did you mess the part that's <laughs> no, 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 on island? No, no, no. You swim away. Got your accordion. Across the water, and then you just fucking walk. Yeah. You have legs because you're humanoid. So, um. <clears throat> Relatives of the Anglin brothers presented further circumstantial evidence in the mid-2010s in support of a long-standing rumour that the Anglin brothers had fled to Brazil (gasps) following the escape. A facial recognition analyst concluded that one piece of physical evidence, a 1975 photograph of two men alleged to be John and Clarence Anglin, did support that conclusion. I also saw a Mythbusters episode which focused on the escape and they went through everything. Um, Could you imagine if the Mythbusters were the ones to solve? <laughs> yeah, they're the <laughs> new FBI. Um, Did it finish with Mythbusted? That's the. Con- it was inconclusive. Oh, because, because it's like, oh yeah, we know that they got out of their cell and they mm. went that way and they got to the edge of the island, but literally no one knows what can happen. They were like, they could survive the war. Mm. Mythbusters were couldn't. just chasing clout. Yeah, Those you clout- leave Adam Savage alone. The first clout chasers. Adam, if you're listening to us, I'm so sorry. Whereas the, he's the first person the, the, this the, the boy Adam, with if the. If you're listening to this, you want to hook up. Whereas the oh the boy with the fucking walrus mustache. <laughs> I've decided that my personality on this podcast is going to be like I'm kind of spy. Okay. So <laughs> watch out, guys. Um, <laughs> Ladies, lock up your husbands. <laughs> wives, lock up your wives. <laughs> what else they said in the MythBusters episode was that they spoke to this cargo ship worker who claimed that he saw a body floating just past the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, but you can't trust cargo ship workers. Yeah, they're all liars. They just be saying. Famous liars. They just be speaking. That's like the number one thing when you have an interview for a cargo ship worker, which I can say, because everyone in my dad's family used to work on the Liverpool docks, so don't call me problematic. Every, the first thing on the She's interview, so they always go, what? You, you tell lies all the time, right? And you have to say yes or they won't hire you. You're not allowed to ship cargo. <laughs> Those ships don't ship cargo. They cargo One ships. time, I, when I was a kid, I, all I aspired to be was a cargo shipper. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found out that I don't have the ability to lie. No, Jen has never told a lie in her entire life. Yeah. Well. It's because I fear God. Yeah. Okay. No one can be sure of what happened that night, but the legend of their escape has held that the men 
This is my favourite part about the whole thing, right? And this, and I was really obsessed with Alcatraz. And yeah, that's 20- why you're on this podcast. <laughs> Shut up. In 2012, right? The world the, ended in the, Were they Mayans? Were they the Mayans? <laughs> <laughs> was it their calendar? Yeah, they give a little wink to the calendar. Yeah, that was what they covered up the holes with, was a calendar. <laughs> it, it had every day marked until 2012, and then it was like, I guess the world ends. <laughs> um, because Al Capone. The legend of their escape has held that the men would return on the 50th anniversary of the breakout. It's an unfounded rumour that drew an unlikely group to the island on the Monday, which was 50 years since the escape, to mark half a century past, including many of Anglin's brother's family. Security was ramped up, and it's believed that there were undercover CIA, FBI, and police on the scene. And criminals. In case one of these now 94-year-old men which at the time of the 50th anniversary would have been 87. Wait, so they, they think they were really like, okay, we leave, we leave in Alcatraz, but you know what if we come back in 50 years? Just so they could be like, see ya, smell a, you yeah, later. Yeah, to be big, honest, if I had ever done that, that would be the number one destination. They, they missed out. <laughs> I feel like that's the one downfall of if I ever became a criminal, is the situation like, in like a Breaking Bad situation where like, Skyler's like, what are you doing? And I would fully just turn around and be like, I'm making math! Because <laughs> if you say it sarcastically enough, they never believe you. And then you come to the end, just like, well, I never lied to you. <laughs> also, Julia, not to trigger you, but if I was a criminal, I would be Meowth from the Pokemon series. I just feel like this all the time. I'm Meowth. Yeah, well, I mean, Crime! I, uh, you want to buy some drugs? Is that Gilbert Godfrey? Gilbert Godfrey! <laughs> I mean, um, that makes me Jesse and Ryan James, so... Oh my god, both of those have excellent tits. Yeah. Uh, the legend goes on and on. People devote their entire lives to try and uncover the truth. Like Adam Savage and Jamie Hyman from Mythbusters. In two years, it'll have been 60 years since the escape. And Alcatraz is a place that I've always wanted to go. In two years, as of the recording of this podcast. It, it won't be in two years if you're watching it in the future. Yes, it, maybe two years ago. We might need to do an episode on how time works. Yeah, and Julia, you said you've already done this, but you can go to Alcatraz and you can step into the cells and the photos look... Were you lying? Very scary. You kind of look like maybe you were lying <laughs> Was it scary? That? I was very young. I have no memory of it. Oh. I said 2008. I was wrong. It was when I was eight. So 2005. Oh, okay. Oh my god, so, you just told sorry. them your age. Oh my god, I just doxed myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no strong memory of it. I kind of remember it being kind of boring. Mm. But I can imagine that. It's just an empty prison. Yeah. I remember going to Kirky Prison, <laughs> right, when I was in primary school. And they were like, do you want to go in the cell? Mm. My whole class went and they closed the door and turned the lights off. I stood and you never saw them no, again. I, stood, <laughs> <laughs> I spent the rest of the year alone. It was weird. No, I never went in. I was like, can I hack it? No. Scared? Very scared. Yeah. Of this, prison? Yeah. I mean, what if they found out Ryan had done a crime while he was in that jail cell? And they were like, well, you just keep you there. You yeah. don't want to, you don't want to be caught with your trousers down. Yeah. Pain. So... <laughs> Do you think we've done You it? shouldn't piss in a jail cell when you've been invited. Haha, <laughs> 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 I'm gonna piss. Especially not if you're eight, because I know your classmates will bully you, and rightly so, because you pissed. You passed your baby man. Baby man. <laughs> so, with all of that, do you think that they've done it? Could they still be alive? 100%. Well, we'll never know. Also, Frank, if you're listening, send us a letter. Yeah, you, if Frank is listening, automatically number one fan. Yeah. yeah, Frank Morris, if you're listening. If you want to get your 96 year old age. If you, if you really want to talk. You have to make the phone. <laughs> yeah, you do need to draw some phone. You might not be so great at holding pencils anymore, but we'll take but whatever just, you can please, do. Hold them in like blueprint like and destroyer? toilet paper. Yes, I look. If you've never heard of the cock destroyers. Oh my god, Frank, on. you're in for a treat. <laughs> also, if you've never heard of incels, you are in your. There's a lot you're going to learn. Maybe just don't keep say, listening. Don't say incels to Frank. That's a little bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. Is it the quiz bit? Yeah, Um, it's time for quiz. There's a bonus. There's a bonus. The letter from John. Oh. You gonna read us a letter? In 2013, police received a letter claiming to be John Anglin. It says, My name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in June 1962. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. It claims that John and Clarence Anglin, along with inmate Frank, lived into old age after escaping the prison half a century ago. The author says Clarence Anglin died in 2008 and that Morris died in 2005. 
the writer tries to make a deal with authorities, saying, If you announce on TV that I will be promised to just go to jail for no more than a year and get medical attention, I will write back to let you know exactly where I am. The US Marshal Service, who were responsible for the case, submitted it for forensic handwriting analysis, and they said that handwriting samples of all three escapees, John Anglin, Clarence Anglin, and Frank Morris, were compared to the anonymous letter, and the results were deemed inconclusive. Oh. And that's that. And that's the escape. Really don't be shit. That's the escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> I want to make it clear this is an explicitly anti-police podcast. So if if you are a police officer, turn it off, off now. <laughs> you get one episode and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Lucky that's one was about the, the, the criminal justice yeah. system. Yeah. Go have a wank and then resign. Yeah. Actually, go resign and then have a wank. <laughs> yeah. have, have a freedom wank. No, <laughs> Frank. Yeah. <laughs> That was what he was doing on that boat. <laughs> John, John and Clarence are like, Frank, please return to us. No, 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 they were chanting. They were like, Freedom Wank. Freedom Wank. Freedom Wank. Yeah, they all had one go. Each of Two of them were rolling, and the other one got yeah. to wank at the front of the ship. Like, yeah. a, like a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Into the ocean's mouth. Yes. So now we get to the pop quiz. And uh, it be the quiz time. Little birdie tells me that the winner of this quiz gets to go on a date with Snap and Crackle. I'd like to go on a date with Burbank. Could that be arranged? Should I? Can I exchange my sorry? Burbank. Sorry Bird to our man. sponsors, but can I exchange my date with Snap and Crackle for a date with Birdman? Is it like a great? No, we just lost our funding. Well, you never know. I might win this one. <laughs> okay, we're ready for the questions. In it just for the sponsorship. <laughs> Trying to save Snap this failing business. Um. I mentioned an actor who starred in the movie Escape from Alcatraz. <gasps> Can you name the actor and the role? He- wait, wait, wait! We need buzzer noises. Yes. Sorry. Oh, my- but they have to be jail related <laughs> or Alcatraz related. Ching, 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 ching. Like a like a jail cell. Yeah. Something. Okay. Smell you later. Okay. Yours is much louder. It's going to sound much more impactful when you say it. <laughs> I mentioned that. an actor who starred. Wait, you have to wait until the full question. I mentioned an actor who starred in the movie Escape from Alcatraz. Can you name the actor and the role he played? Julia. It was Clint Eastwood. She gets everything because she's pretty. And he played uh, uh, Frank. Frank. Anglin. Skinner. No. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you a point. It was Frank Morris. Morris. You were right though. Who he was, did play was Frank. Someone named was. Skinner. No. no. Frank Skinner is a comedian. He's a comedian. He's on Crisps. On Crisps? No, he's not. You're thinking of Gary Lineker. Oh, well. Wait, Frank, who's Frank, Frank Skinner? Frank Skinner also did do stuff about football, though. So it's an oh. easy... He does did he that song, crisps? Football's Coming Home. He wrote that. He's coming home. Don't. That was a face I have never... You were, Ryan was truly disgusted by that idea. He also okay. hosts um, Room 101, in case anyone wants some oh. Frank Skinner facts. Okay, question number two. I give you the measurements of the cell. Can you give me those in feet? Not later. Okay, but I'll give... Here are the rules. I'll give you it if you are within either above or below one, but you have to get one. Smell you later. Yeah. It says one Julia by one gem, which is five by nine, because Julia is nine feet I am, tall. I am nine feet... It, just for for all the fan art, I am nine feet tall, but, and Jen is exactly five feet tall. But most of that is tit. Yes. So Julia's tit, she has tall tits. Her they head is shorter yeah. than her tits. My vision is very hard. It's hard to see through all that boob. Yeah. Snap and Crackle are on the edge of their, their table seats at this restaurant, because it's neck and neck. They're about to get dumped. They're about to get necked. No. <laughs> there are well, two right, points. Yes, Jen was right. It was five by just, nine. Wait, who was right? Jen. Now, there are two answers here <gasps> for one of them. I'll give you if it's above or below by one. Does that make sense? Yes. What is the seasonal temperature of the water? <gasps> All right. Well, let me finish the question. What is the seasonal temperature of the water around Alcatraz and what species of shark frequents the water? I'll go for Julia. It was 12 degrees centigrade, I believe 53 Fahrenheit. Don't quote me on that. Don't know what Fahrenheit what? is. It was 53 Fahrenheit, but I'm not 100% sure on Fahrenheit. I'm 99% sure on 12 okay. degrees. And it was great white shark. 
You got both of them. It's 12 degrees. You're obsessed. Ready. So you just became obsessed. You're just, you're obsessed. I am canonically obsessed with Escape from Alcatraz. Julia, Escape from Alcatraz Fisher. Next podcast has your damn middle name and you'll take it. We'll see. Drink up that knowledge. That was your presentation! What was that? How did you enjoy it? Well, I mean, I'm not obsessed, so I I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. It's about my favourite topic of of all time. Sorry, that's Birdman. I'm showing... Oh Oh my god, he's just as sexy as I could have hoped! Birdman of Alcatraz. (laughs) His ears are like waves. Why have they decided to take the the photo in the greyest manner possible? (laughs) I think they've coloured it. Because that's his mugshot from 51. Oh! And I, I think that they've they colored it yeah, because back, it was a black If I was inside. a bird, I would be charmed by his face. Oh, yeah. He's a murderer. He was are, in jail for three counts of murder. Those yeah, are ears you can sit on. He got 54 years old. <laughs> what did you just say? Those <laughs> are ears you can sit on. If I was a little bunchy, that's where I'd want to be. <laughs> that's the first episode of our goddamn podcast. Yeah, I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. So currently, if we want to keep score, currently, I'm on three points. Jen is on three points. How from on the three? quizzes. No, but how are you on three? Because I've won three point answers to the questions. No, no, are we going no, no. by I one quiz? I believe I answered one of those yeah, questions. Yeah, but question yeah, three, you always had to say, I had three because there was one point for the first question, one point for the degrees, and one point for the shark. You have three points and I have a single yes. lonely point. Yes. Or do you want to go by total wins? I feel like you just get one point for one point being for obsessed. Winning? Okay, okay. So currently the standing is one nil, bitches. <laughs> And I will keep it that way. I will not let anyone else win, and I will also not win myself. Do you store your knowledge in your in your big cock destroyer boobies? Okay. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna objectify you in order to intimidate you. Well, that was the end of secondhand <laughs> obsession. Well, yeah, thank you for listening to secondhand obsession. Thank you. I have been Genevieve Slot for Birdman Jagger. I've been Julia Escape from Alcatraz Fisher. I have been Ryan. Is that sandstone or can I put my mouth on it, Morgan? And we have been very pleased to meet you. Secondhand obsessions. 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 Secondhand obsessions.